Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome to On Texas Football. This is the Texas OU Game Recap Show. I'm joined here with Justin Wells, Justin of Inside Texas, uh, catching us catching up on some food there. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast and, and video cast on YouTube, please click the subscribe button and help us out. Uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, but without further ado, I want to bring in Justin. Justin, uh, what are your immediate thoughts on the game in, in Dallas today? My immediate thought is this game lived up to the hype like it usually does. This game, you can never count out one team or the other. We've seen that countless times. This game had a little bit of everything. And and that's, you know, even though Texas lost, it's you have to appreciate that, that there were so many unique things that happened in the game, especially in the first quarter, in the first half, especially how OU switched quarterbacks twice and may have found their next quarterback. Uh, and then in the end, when when, when when Texas finally scored a touchdown in the second half and uh, they just couldn't contain Kennedy Brooks on the next drive. And so, you know, it's it, it, it's it's it, it was a great game. You have to look at it from that standpoint. But if you're a Texas fan, it's going to sting for a while, especially when you had OU on the ropes up 21 and with the potential to, to add it on to that. Yeah, Texas, Texas clearly uh, losing 55 to 48 to Oklahoma on a last second uh, direct snap. Uh, that uh, the Sooners had used once before in the game uh, to score a touchdown to Kennedy Brooks, uh, come back to it with just seven or eight seconds remaining in the game to score uh, there and uh, beat Texas. I tell you what, uh, Justin, as I watch the game, I, I look at it and uh, what I saw uh, were two offenses that really went at it and went toe to toe. I thought that OU at the end of the day had a better offensive line and a, uh, a better defensive line than Texas, um, and they showed it. And, and I think that that ultimately that allowed uh, both uh, the Sooner run game to get going, and then it allowed them to, to, to stop the, the B. John Robinson, or at least mitigate B. John Robinson in the second half and allowed them to uh, get off the field multiple times uh, and not get cheap, cheap scores like they did, like the Longhorns did in the first, first half. Um, you know, I look at the stat line. Uh, on, on the face, Casey Thompson goes 20 of 34 for 388 and five TDs. He looked unbelievable in the first half, except for maybe one overthrow of Jared Wiley in the flat for a touchdown, but the horns came back right away. He looked like he looked a little rattled in the second, uh, in the second half. And, and, you know, the horns just could not move the ball. Maybe it was a hold. Uh, maybe it was a procedure penalty. Jake majors had a couple of those. Uh, but looking at the stats, Thompson finishes with 388 yards, five TDs. Xavier Worthy, unbelievable. Nine catches, 261 yards, and two TDs. Uh, Josh Moore had two big catches in the first half, but then kind of went silent in the second. Uh, Would have liked to see more from him. Jordan Whittington, it appears, uh, had a very serious injury that sent him to the, to the uh, uh, locker room. Looked like it was probably a, a either a hyperextended elbow or 
a clavicle of some sort. Uh, I don't know if they've, they've announced that quite yet. Um, but Justin, we're, if you're looking at it, why, if you had to point to one thing, why do you think Texas lost today? I don't know if there's one thing, Bobby. I think it's a conglomeration of a bunch of little things going wrong. You know, uh, Josh Moore in the first five games of the season this year had 10 catches for 76 yards and no touchdowns. In the first half, he had three catches, for 67 yards and two touchdowns. And like you said, you didn't see him in the second half. I think OU made some adjustments. And, and I'll say this also. I think the whole halftime adjustment thing is a little overrated, a little little overspoken. Uh, you know, they, they make adjustments throughout the game. Halftime doesn't really change that. But you could tell – Give Sark credit. He had Texas so prepared, so amped up, so ready to come out and swing in this fist fight early on. And I think there was a law in the second half. I think there was so much of an emotional swing early when Oklahoma stayed close. Even, Texas, even though Texas was dominating top to bottom, Texas had 214 yards in the first quarter to OU 75. This should have been a bigger gap, which would allow Texas to a little more leg room because you you knew Oklahoma was going to come back. You just didn't know to what magnitude. And, and so I don't think there's one thing that, that really did it. I, I do think in the second half the tackling was poor. And I know sometimes that's an easy excuse to use, but we haven't seen that bad of tackling in a while. And, and, and Texas fans have seen plenty of it in the last five or six years, especially in the Todd Orlando era. And so I was a little surprised with that. I thought the linebacker play could have been better. And DeMarvion Overshone played one of the best games he's ever had. But so many other parts were just, I think that emotional swing they had in the first half, they weren't able to maintain it in the second half. These are Riley's kids. He's, these guys have been at this game. They were ready for the experience of that first punch. Not sure Sark was, almost similar to when they went to Arkansas. I don't think Sark anticipated the hate and, 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 and just how much, you know, terrible, how bad Arkansas wanted that. And so maybe that's a, a kind of an example of this. Yeah, I, th- I tell you what, I, I think as much as I said that Texas lost the game on the offensive and defensive line compared to OU, um, there were also two other things that I just, you know, are uh, obvious to me. One, uh, Pete Kwiatkowski did not try to light up Caleb Williams with a blitz. You have a freshman quarterback with his first um, experience, and instead, third and 19, and you know what you do? You, you, you rush three and let him wail it down down uh, downfield down where it's a 50-50 jump ball, and Marvin Mims comes up with it over, over um, Darian Dunn for a touchdown. I mean, that, that, that changed the game. Uh, then you have that. So that I think that not lighting up Caleb Williams in his first one, first game, I, I think Kwiatkowski, if he had to do it again, and, and if Sark had this, anything to say about it, I think he would have tried to light him up more. Number two is Xavier Rorthy's uh, return out of the end zone from five yards deep. That alone was ill-advised, right? He should have never no returned question. that, but he did. Uh, so that those are hard, hard things that Texas is going to have to learn from uh, both in the, in the, in the, coaching box, as well as uh, on the field of play. I think those were two, two issues. So I'm looking at it now. Um, you know, you're, I felt like, and I talked to Casey Studdard about this on Thursday, right? We talked about the offensive line gelling a little bit. Boy, I did not. I thought they gelled in the first half, and then in the second half, 
oh, you just came at them and they weren't ready. Um, I felt Christian Jones uh, had some issues in pass protection and they had to get chip on him with Kay Brewer a lot. Uh, Andre Carrick got ran by, but I mean, Nick Benito is pretty darn times. good. Yeah. I mean, Nick Benito is pretty darn good. I mean, that, those yes, things are going to happen. Junior Angelow had a, had a, um, probably a misread. And then in the run game, I thought Jake made majors had an uncharacteristically poor game. I mean, Perry and Winfrey just, uh, he, he, he had both Derek Kerstetter and Jake Majors' number in this game. Um, you know, I want to, I want to think, I want you to think about this too, um, Justin. Uh, as you look at it, um, was there any um, anything else that that comes to mind for you that you want to talk about in game that, that really had an out, an impact on the outcome or something as you think about as as we go forward in this season? I think you can still build off of this into the season. You know, Mac Brown. Is, it's, it's, it's not going to feel like it. It's not, not going to feel like it, but I agree with you. Yeah. But, but, you know, what would get that feeling back a little bit is beating a top 15 Oklahoma State next Saturday in front of a ton of big-time elite recruits and prospects. So if Sark can keep these guys focused, and remember, he's got a lot of buy-in with this group. And, the, the, and when it's player-led in that regard, that's always a big – that's always big for a loss, you know, for the next week. So, so guys can be prepared because the team is also still so young. And like you said, Sark still has, there's still some things, some kinks to work out in the press box. There's still some things that they need to, to tweak and, and, and know what they can do. Um, I'm with you on the defensive and offensive line. I, I just, like I said earlier, I don't think they could have was, I just didn't think they had the emotion that, Oh, you had, they don't have the experience that they knew they thought it was an eight round fight and it wound up to be 15. And, but oh, yeah, I think you just had more cats on, defense. you know, and, and, and that I, could be the case. They and I mean, I'm not, I, I think that they just, and, and not that they were perfect, clearly. I mean, you don't score 48 points and, and be perfect, right? Or 28 in the first seven minutes. <laughs> no doubt. You know, with one, with one, uh, uh, one block punt there too, by the, I mean, you mentioned that DeMarvian uh, really made a great play on that. Just to get the, it was almost instinctive just to get his hand up at the last minute. And the punt came off low. It was, it was a great play by DeMarvin. Um, you know, I'm looking at it as we go forward. And one thing is obvious is that Xavier Worthy is special. Yes. Uh, Bijan Robinson is special. Um, I, I think that Texas has to, and they're going to score points. Texas is going to score in the 30s against everybody from here on. I'm, I'm convinced of that. How do they – stop from other teams from scoring in the thirties. Cause that's going to be the real issue. Um, B. John Robinson and Xavier Worthy are too good. Casey Thompson's good enough. Um, the offensive line is good enough to get you in the thirties every game. Where's what's going to happen with this? Um, what's going to happen with the Texas defense? Cause right now, man, they got beat up in that, in that second half in, in particular. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Let's, you know, and I'll even ask this on offense. What do you do? Because now, and we knew this was going to happen. Defenses are preparing for one guy on the offense. 
They're going to start preparing for two. They're, they're going to prepare for number five and number eight now. They're going to start prepping for two. But number one's the central guy. And when OU made a made a point to focus and key on him, and there were a lot of times he couldn't get past the line of scrimmage in the second half because of that lack of that push from the O-line, but also because the defense was keying on him. And I saw some young freshmen. Uh, they were rotating a lot of linebackers for OU, throwing in a lot of, uh, a lot of youth, which I thought also helped them as well. You know, you got to get the ball in number five's hand and number eight's hand. I think, like you said, Casey Thompson's good enough. He's more than capable capable to, to, to make that. You just have to win, you know, when you're a young team and it, and it's and there's some seniors and junior seniors here, but it's still a relatively young team. When you're young, you just you have to learn from these losses as much as you do from the wins. I don't think Texas would have learned anything about themselves if they would have won this game, other than they can, you know, score score more points than OU on this given Saturday. They could go in to this film session. They're going to find a lot of correctable things. And like I said, Oklahoma State, next weekend, that's a prime opportunity to beat a ranked team at home in front of a lot of people. So if they have that focus, that singular focus of, all right, this is the next part of the season, almost similar. I hate to go back to Mac Brown, but just like Mac, he, it was almost a second part of the season, the way that he treated it. If they can take that approach, and I think Sark's been good to this point uh, uh, with most of those, uh, you know, the way they, they go about that. I'm with you. Bijan's got to touch the ball more, but this offense has to figure out a way to score when Bijan can't. Yeah. They're going to have to figure. And where was Rashawn Johnson? I don't think I saw him with a carry. Did Keelan Robinson touch I, the that's, ball? That's when I was. That's when I was. The second that. half almost felt like a punt. Yeah, I I think that I think Keelan Robinson not getting. You know, it's interesting too. Is I and I thought it was uh, a great thing. Keelan Robinson was a captain for this game. You know, I, I caught you saying, I know. Yeah, I mean, he was a captain. He went out to, to for the coin toss. I mean, a special teams guy that really doesn't get many touches on offense. But where were the touches for him? Roshan, I, I think, may have caught one pass, but didn't do didn't do much. They had some success with the two back look, though. I'm not sure that that's how they scored the first touchdown was out of that two back look. So I'm not, not to your point. I'm not sure why Texas didn't maybe come back to that a little bit in the second half. Um, but uh, no touches for Keelan, no t- and, and very few for for uh, Roshan, and not not a lot of two back look. Um, I, I also I also think that you know you you look at this and you're talking about it um, from a, a go forward perspective, and you mentioned all the recruits. There are a lot of recruits in in the Cotton Bowl today. I think the the, yeah. the broadcast today said 90 recruits uh, in in the Cotton Bowl. Um, you know. I'm looking at Xavier. I'm looking at Xavier Worthy and telling Brennan Thompson, who just committed to Texas from Spearman, and I'm telling uh, Evan Stewart. I'm just showing him the stat line for that. I mean, I I don't think going forward, I really don't think Texas is going to have problems finding offensive skill players. I think that the the they're going to have to find these offensive tackles so that they can handle the Oklahoma front better. I think they're going to have to get some better. Uh, more impactful players on defense. Uh, perhaps they can't do that, uh, you know, right away, but uh, this game, you know, you're right. They need a couple more pieces on offense. They need a couple more pieces on defense, but uh, I thought it was overall an incredible offensive showing by Texas and a very poor defensive showing uh, in, in the second half. And just, uh, it, it, it did not look good for the long no, and, 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 you know, not just, you know, looking forward, but this is also, you know, there's no moral victories at Texas. 
But this often this game would dictate a lot of head-to-head recruitments in the past. And I don't think this game is going to deter that. I think Texas will still maintain a lot of that momentum, recruiting momentum. You know, you're, you're you know how I, you're in my, my, my neck of the woods and, and the offensive tackle, that's become the premium thing in the last few years because it's cyclical when it comes to, you know, what you see, especially in state. And that tackle position needs to be identified with elite guys. I mean, you've got developmental, you'll always have those guys, but you need some, you need to land a couple of elite guys that can come in and play relatively early, you know, because that's kind of where this is going. You're going to the SEC. And if you can't set the edge, come if you, if you don't, if you allow them to set the edge, if you can't do something, go outside, they're going to have a lot of problems. So like you said, there's some pieces there, yes. but I, I like that. I don't think, this will affect recruiting. I actually think it, it'll pretty much stay status quo. It might be a ding in one head-to-head with OU. Maybe Devon Campbell decides, well, uh, you know, maybe I'll go see the Sooners again. We don't know that, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to affect recruiting. And to me, if I'm a Texas fan, if I'm a member inside Texas, I do like that's that's one positive I can pull out of this game. It's that, hey, this, this all gas, no brakes thing is still going. It, it, it's still running. And when these guys, you, like you said, Evan Stewart and Brennan Thompson, they were both in the stadium today. When they see that, that's only going to help them. That's only going to help Texas close those guys because Sark's not just selling vision. He's selling the product on the field. And that's the biggest, loudest selling point of all. Yeah. And, and one thing I didn't mention that we had talked so much about and really harped on heading into this game was, can, taste, can Casey Thompson hit the deep ball? They hit it. He hit it. He, he, he did. He hit two of them. I I would, I, I'll give him credit for two of them. I mean, he, he missed he, on a couple, but he hit two of them. Yeah, I mean, One of them was wide open, but wide open counts. Yeah, that's right. Josh Moore. <laughs> give him Josh credit. Moore, great give play designed by, by Sark on that. And then the, the Xavier Worthy ball, um, you know, the, uh, the, the play to tie it at 48, basically. He had to go um, get that. Yeah, he, and he did. But it was well thrown. There was no other place oh, to yeah. play. Yeah, um, only him or that def- or the off of yeah. receiver could catch it, and that's the best throw you can make. Yes, yeah. I don't OC. All right, um, before we we fi- finish this up, okay? I know you got a bunch of stuff you're doing post game. Um, please remember, folks, to try to subscribe to on Texas Football the the video uh, channel here on YouTube. Also, if you're just joining us from YouTube or Apple Podcasts please consider subscribing to InsideTexas.com. That's where Justin and myself, we spend, you know, way too much time every day in every way on the message boards, uh, talking and answering your questions about Texas football uh, and recruiting. Uh, Justin, I appreciate your time today, bud. Uh, And uh, uh, thanks for going and seeing Arch Manning yesterday, by the way. I I think that he would probably, if he would have seen this game, he had to say, wow, they're throwing it around the yard a little bit. So, um, without without uh, talking much further, Justin, thanks, man, and and uh, I'll talk to you again soon this week. Okay, always a pleasure, Bobby. You bet. All right, take care now. All right, that's on Texas football. Uh, Texas loses fifty five forty eight to Oklahoma. It's a heartbreaker, uh, but Texas looked good on offense and it's got some work to do on defense. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.